Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the In Between Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Cheney. I hope you all are doing fabulous, as always. I have a very, very special guest that I'm very excited about. Uh, I would say we are, are friends. We are podcast buddies. I Behind his back, I call him my podcast mentor. Not sure if you know that yet, but there we go. But I have Noah Daniels. And for those who don't know... Um, Maybe you've been living under a rock, but I co-host and I've been a guest on the Real Hauntings podcast, and this is Noah's podcast. So I said, Noah, you're the OG podcaster. I need you to come, you know, spread your light, spread your your wisdom, your truth, your coolness, your spookiness on the in-between. So welcome to the in-between, Noah. Yeah. Hey, Liz. Um, super happy to be here. It was, you know, probably, I guess more than a couple months now since we met each other. It really other. is. Yeah. Um, our mutual friend, Kat, who is one of my co-hosts on the Real Hauntings podcast, brought you on as a guest. And I've been lucky where a handful of times we've had guests on the podcast who have transitioned into uh, what I would call part-time co-host <laughs> the Real Hauntings podcast, where I know they're pretty dependable and the audience likes them. But more importantly, it's like, Sometimes you just instantly vibe with somebody and agreed in like this new, well, new kind of creative space of podcasting. I think that is so important because the audience can tell pretty quick if there's no chemistry. So, yeah, super happy to be here. Mm -hmm. You're an awesome person. The audience has uh, really enjoyed getting to hear from you and hopefully hearing your podcast as well. And yeah, happy to be here. Well, I appreciate all the kind words. And honestly, I'm really happy you mentioned like the newer space of podcasting. I didn't realize how much I needed a friend in podcasting. I didn't know how much I needed your friendship, Noah, until I met you. But it's it is so wonderful to have that because sometimes I don't know. I'm sure you probably feel don't feel this way because you've been doing this for how many years have, has Real Hauntings been around? Three, four? A little over three years now. Yeah. Yes. And 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 so I you're in this space and sometimes I feel a little silly talking about it on people who are like, I mean, people know what podcasts are, but they're, they don't understand what goes into it and everything. So it's been really great to kind of have that friendship and being able to like randomly text you, Hey, do you use this platform? Do you know what this app is? And you know, know that it's totally fine, but yeah, shout out to Kat. Um, I went to high school with Kat and I remember when I launched my podcast, like the day she was like, Oh my gosh, I have a podcast and here we are. So yeah. anyways, um, uh, my first question that I wanted to kind of get into this is just, uh, tell everyone about your podcast. Cause it's really, really cool. And it is a spooky podcast. That's what I like to call it, but it's not like, I mean, there are scary stories, but I feel like you could probably still sleep at night after listening to it for the most part. Yeah. It's an interesting podcast in the supernatural space. Um, I think there are a lot of different types of podcasts in that space, but most of them come down to some form of a scary story being told. A lot of them, they just read stories off of Reddit or fans submit stories that are read. For us, when we created this, Kat, JJ, and I, we wanted to have people on to share their own stories. And the main reason for that is because, especially when we all started, we were varying levels of skeptics of the supernatural. Mm. None of us were like 100% in. JJ being the most hardcore 
skeptic of the group, very scientific-driven, data-driven individual. So I think the fun for the audience and the fun for us was over this, this period of time, you really see us experience a lot of great supernatural stories from people that starting off or just out of our friend group, really out of the comedy scene in Atlanta. And then the pandemic happens. And so we have to figure out what are we going to do? We can't meet with these people anymore where we were recording. And we were really kind of put into this situation that a lot of creatives were put in. Like, what do we do now? How do we still create? Right. And for us, the answer was Zoom, which you know a <laughs> lot of people fell into, right? right. You know, it, whether it's uh, with your employment or whatnot. And this opened up the whole literally the whole world for us inviting guests on, whether it was people from Australia, Mexico, um, the UK, obviously America, Canada. And we started bringing people on from Reddit. We started bringing people on from TikTok. And yeah, it's it's been a wild ride. We have heard so many stories. I think we have like 150 or 70 episodes out. We're nearing in on a million downloads now. Wow, that's so impressive. Snaps. Yeah. Snaps for the real hauntings. <laughs> but the biggest thing is, is like we have really transitioned from being like pretty skeptical non-believers of the supernatural to, I will say at least for myself, I'm ba- I'm pretty much a believer now. I still have some doubts with individual stories, but supernatural right. as a whole, I think there is something there. JJ has gone from like a zero to like a five, if Which I you think know, the is scale crazy. is one to ten. Yeah, and Cat <laughs> kind of floats between a five to a seven, I would say. But yeah, it's it's been wild. We had some spooky ghost lady noise that would invade our podcast from time to time from their house. One episode, what? You can, yeah, one episode you could literally, well, or I say you, they literally heard it out loud in their room. And it was really what? crazy because we were recording and they just kind of like stopped the show. And um, that's all captured on the podcast. I didn't even hear it in real time. I didn't hear it until I went back into editing. So if you're a little skeptical, oh my you're gosh. not sure, <laughs> check out the podcast and, and see what you think. I think that's the fun part. And you really get to go on that ride. You also get to work your way up to Kat and JJ getting married, I which know, is kind they, of a crazy thing that happened. I just, and that was just like the other day or like the other yeah, day, but like yeah, the other a couple week. Weeks yeah. ago. Shout out to JJ and Kat. Congrats. Um, Yeah. I just want to say, you, anybody, everybody is because I have a lot of I know I have a lot of spooky friends that I, I call spooky friends, but you know, friends that are into this kind of um, the paranormal, the otherworldly, right? And I gotta say, your catalog is so impressive because it's like every, almost every episode is because I know you get some different types of episodes, like games and different things, but your main episodes, it is a different story from a different person, which I think yeah. is incredible. Side note, just because I know what goes into like coordinating and scheduling and, and getting hosts. So I think that it's just absolutely incredible. And you've had some really impressive co-hosts, not, you know, including myself, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but for anybody who is into the paranormal or like Noah's saying skeptical, check it out because I don't know, it's just it's really like not to sound like this, but it's like real, like it's real people telling their story. Yeah. Um, first accounts and it's not polished. It's like raw. You know what I yeah, mean? It's very raw, which is, is what we wanted. We didn't want to put, you know, scary sound effects in to influence the listeners. We wanted something where people would hopefully be yes, entertained. I mean, first and foremost, it is a podcast, but more importantly, to try to answer the big questions for me, it was, you know, what happens when we die? And mm. I thought this was a great platform to, I hate to use the word investigate, but get to interview people and find out because my my first love in creativity is interviewing. Yes, I'm an oh. improviser, a comedian, 
But I grew up listening, you know, watching late night. I was raised by television as a you know kid of the 90s. Grew up watching David Letterman, Conan, all these people interviewing, um, you know, their guests. And I just fell in love with that format. I think each person has something uniquely interesting about them. And yes, I get to use this supernatural platform to dig through their stories, but I also get to use it to dig through them. And it's it's mm, my favorite yes. thing is when somebody goes, wow, that's a great question. I've never thought about that. And it's because I'm hitting them with something about who they are versus the story they're telling. And and I find that to be a lot of fun as well. I think you're, you do a really good job at bringing that personality out of people. Cause I would say more times than not, your guests are people are, I don't want to say everyday people, but it, it is, you know, just your neighbor or the person on the street right. or your cousin or your aunt. It's just, it's, it could be anybody, which yeah. it could be uncomfortable to talk into a mic, you know what I mean? And, and share your story, especially sometimes they're very traumatic stories. Yeah. Listen to the real hauntings to find out what I'm talking about. So I think you do a really good job at not just like managing the conversation for nerves, but also somebody who's more novice. So that that definitely speaks to your ability to podcast and be an interviewer. So you are really into interviewing. Have you always wanted to do like pod? I guess my question is, how did you get into podcasting? I didn't know that was your background. Yeah. So I went through a lot of growth, probably, I would say from my 20s to 30s. Growing up, I was what was described as painfully shy. I was very oh. introverted. Um, I was an athlete and I had success like playing football. I probably could have played junior college football had I pursued it. But that as much as I enjoyed the, you know, camaraderie and friendship that came along with sports, it never really felt like truly my space. Um, mm -hmm. I had like those jock friends and stuff, but my the people I found the most interesting and, and the most enjoyment from being around in high school were kind of the outsiders. Yeah. Um, and that was where I felt like I fit in the most, but I never pursued that because I was kind of stuck in this other crowd to appease, you know, my family and and whoever and, and you know, to play sports and whatnot. But I'm also from like the deep South. So that's just kind of what yeah. is expected to you. And you don't necessarily grow up knowing that there are other opportunities for happiness and fulfillment when you're in a town of 15,000 people and there's yeah. like one way to do everything. Right. So Agreed. I was also like pretty overweight then, which it was okay. Cause I was playing football. I was right. a lineman, but I was like, I'm like six two. I was like 300 pounds. Oh geez. And then I lost about 60 pounds and went to college and then like packed it back on while <laughs> I was in college. Um, and I Full disclosure, I was in a fraternity, which I don't think hey. I would do now, but <laughs> it did help kind of get me out of my shell a little bit yeah, right? to kind of start that process. And because I came from a sports world, I was able to get into, quote unquote, one of the better ones. And then okay. um, I started dating this um, lady that she was was a year younger than me. And she was way more liberal, like super cool chick. And, and we just... We had a really good relationship and we it lasted like almost all of college, uh, which was great. And then that started to open my mind up, seeing that like, hey, you can be creative. You can do these things to have these other outlets, which was kind of cool. But I still was 
ultimately end my show. And yeah. then when our relationship ended, I rebounded into a marriage with somebody that I had liked uh, <laughs> when I was younger, but we were not meant for each other in any way, shape or form. She was actually the one who coined the phrase that I was painfully shy as a child. <laughs> and towards the end of that, and this is going to get more into like, I guess, the personal space of who I am, but I kind of started to get things together, um, at least physically. I lost about 115 pounds and got in shape and kind of discovered boxing, working out, which was fun. And then one day she told me, hey, I'm not attracted to you anymore, which <laughs> I don't know anybody who's ever okay. been through like a, a major weight loss journey before. It is uh, it's a great way to dive into body dysmorphia about to say yeah just unveil all your insecurities even once you didn't realize you had yeah right and and it turned out that what she actually meant is that she was a lesbian and i didn't know that at the time um but i had suspicions because we've been together for about four years and i did not not, see that coming just fyi yeah (laughs) um and we had not slept together for about a year of our marriage i think at the end and just through her friend group and stuff like there were clues there but you don't want to sound like an egotistical guy being like well the reason wife doesn't like me is because she likes women or whatever you know so um it really (laughs) wasn't confirmed for me until this past year really Uh, and that was a while ago i've been i remarried and, and my wife and i have been together for a while. So, uh, anyway. so it sounds like you kind of had like not an identity crisis by any means, right. but painfully shy. We'll, we'll keep with that terminology here. Yeah. It's almost like you weren't sure of who you were. And it's like you weren't in a space where you felt comfortable to explore that. Yeah. Not only not sure who I was, I didn't even allow myself to ask what makes me happy. I spent a lot of my time walking on eggshells, trying to make everybody else happy oh. and just didn't, um, set any room aside for myself because I just thought that's what you did. I just thought you marched through life. Your whole point of life was to get married, have a family and off you went. Um, I I remember those thoughts in kindergarten, like literally thinking I'm going to graduate college, then get married, then have two kids and I'll be 27. (laughs) Actually, (laughs) absolutely. And and like being from Mississippi, I thought you had to know who you were going to marry by the time you graduated college or you were a loser. Like that's kind of the mentality. And then moving to Atlanta, um, I realize that's not the case. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like I had to say, I thought Georgia was southern. Geez, yeah. that's pretty southern. And um. so, re- really, what happened is my wife now really opened my eyes to. She's really smart. She's accomplished. She had accomplished a lot at a young age, and it made me realize, like, hey, you can kind of go after these things you want, and you don't have to always. Uh, be so afraid of of taking steps. So for me, I really wanted to do stand up comedy. I've always uh, had a propensity to, you know, make people laugh, be a funny person in a friend group, but I never saw it go past that. But I've always loved stand up, and then that's what got me into podcasting. I started listening okay. to comedians' podcasts, and they okay. really started to hone in on these long form interviews that could go from like an hour plus, right? So she convinced me to start doing improv because then I would get comfortable on stage and then to do stand up if I thought that was something I wanted to do. So I, I, that's exactly what I did. I did stand up for a little while, but I realized to be great at that, you really got to dedicate yourself to it. Yeah. Um, and then I found the camaraderie of improv to be a lot of fun. Ended up being cast at a theater here. And then that's how I met Kat and JJ. And yeah. I wanted to do something. We weren't on the same team, but I knew I wanted to do something with them. 
Okay. And I really love the idea of doing a podcast because I had invested so much time in enjoying that medium. And I think for anybody out there who's trying to maybe take a different path in life for enrichment and like maybe wants to work for themselves, take a look around your your own activities. What are those activities in your life that you go to for your escapism, for your mm-hmm. enjoyment that maybe aren't just, you know, like watching TV or watching TikTok or, or whatever, maybe like, like bigger things that, that you find fulfillment of maybe even watching other people be fulfilled by those things. And you go, well, I can never do that. Well, for me, that was podcasting. And so I knew JJ was just a skeptic in general. I knew I had a ghost story from when I was a kid um, and Kat came on originally to produce it. And so they all thought, yeah, this is cool. We probably all thought it'd last a couple months as improvisers projects do. And we'd all move <laughs> on to our next thing. Right. <laughs> and it, it started out okay. We, you know, we weren't getting like a ton of traction, but we were really enjoying doing it. Right. And, and through trial and error and, and, and doing different things, we started to find a little rhythm and then it we the pandemic came and I mentioned before and we had this one guest on from TikTok who was having a moment. She was portraying all these supernatural activities taking place in her home where drawers were opening, oh, cabinets geez. were opening, purses were flying off of tables, etc. And mm. to this day I'll never know if she was manipulating that or if it really happened, but regardless, we brought her on let her tell her story and we went from Gosh, I want to say maybe getting 100, well, maybe maybe about 300 to 600 downloads a month to 5,000 a month. Oh, my like, goodness. After that one guest. Maybe that's an exaggeration. Let's say like 2,000. That, that feels a little extreme. <laughs> and it's probably um, somewhere in the middle, right? Yeah. And and we were able to hold on to those those listeners and, they, and you know, people were writing positive reviews and stuff. And so we realized like, hey, this this thing we've got going on is kind of bigger than us. Let's let's go. Let's see where we can take this. And the reason I have on, you know, like uh, guest co-hosts and stuff is because I love collaborating with people. But I also know that I don't want Kat and JJ to ever really get like burnt out of doing this. So I, yeah. I want to provide them with enough creative space to do whatever else they want. And this always be a home for them. But yeah, things just continue to grow, um, continue to bring on guests from people that were on Ink Master <laughs> to, you know, other reality of um, Love is Blind, like <laughs> random reality TV shows to mega influencers that have 5 million followers on TikTok. But in reality, the guests that our fans love the most are people like you and me, just, you know, <laughs> us regular um, people. But no, yeah, I, I know I mean, what you mean. Because it brings a sense of of trustworthiness to I agree. a field that feels untrustworthy um, I agree. because of everything we're kind of taught. And yeah, so now we get about 30,000 downloads a month, I would say. Um, and it's just been a wild ride and one I love doing. I would love to get to a point where I don't have to edit and produce the podcast anymore, but uh, Amen to that. Yeah, You're I'll, way closer to that than I am. Uh, but um for now we'll continue the status quo. But yeah, that's a long-winded answer to give you a huge information dump. So <laughs> Well, no, I think I I think it's a good story to tell though because how many people can identify with one not not feeling like themselves like in 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 even to your point you didn't take the time to even say hey what does noah like what is noah into what does Noah want to do i think that's a very 
common thing. You know what I mean? And then you, so you throw that in, okay, I'm just going to follow the path. This is what I think is expected of me, blah, 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 blah. And you can, you don't know what's out there. Then you start to find out what's out there. And then it's like terrifying because it's different than what you've been raised and taught your whole life. And it's like, what do you do with that fear? Do you run away from it or do you embrace it? And you embraced it and you're embracing it and look at the success and look at how much it's grown and where it's going. And, and I don't know, I just, I have learned a lot about fear in the past couple of years with my own mental health stuff. But even this past year, it's like, I've learned the positive side of fear, if that yeah. even makes sense. Well, I, I had reached out to you when we were kind of talking about this episode and, and it kind of struck me. I was just thinking of like topics and themes of my life. And I was like, you know, fear has really been my friend because I grew up so afraid of everything, walking on eggshells because of uh, parental dynamics, um, bully dynamics, um, just everything in my life at that time, the way I was quote unquote succeeding was by falling into the shadows, not being seen, not being heard, getting through life through various forms of escapism, whether it was TV, video games, whatever, and just, just, just getting through it, getting to the next thing, to the next day. And it wasn't until I got older that I realized there was some value in starting to live life as if you were the main character of your own movie, which is a theme people hmm. talk about. But and there's a line there. I had to kind of once I started doing that, you know, there's a line where that can get obnoxious. <laughs> right. Well, I'm sure. Um and you don't want to get that far, but you do want to remember that this is your life and maybe this is all there is to it. I don't know, you know, yeah, I mean, hopefully know. not, but we don't know. And there are so many opportunities out there to try and find. And and the real truth is failure is okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you may not want to mortgage all your bets on something where it's truly make it or break it. But even if it's that important to you, go for it. I mean, it's, you know, I used to be afraid to ride roller coasters. I used to be afraid <laughs> to go in haunted houses. I used to never would have thought I could get on stage and do comedy in front of hundreds of people and make them all laugh. You know, and you start doing these things and the dominoes start falling and everything gets easier. And then here's the crazy thing for me, becoming an extrovert with introverted tendencies, I became addicted to finding something that made me afraid. Like, let's oh. getting on stage and doing like improv shows in front of huge groups of people became like, I could just roll in and do it. It's like, okay, well, what's the next thing? And, and one thing that still gets me sometimes is doing the podcast. Maybe oh, yeah, it's bringing same. on a big guest or being invited onto another podcast or whatever. But it's nice to, you know, I, I just enjoy having stakes attached to things because it keeps me really interested in what I'm doing. And there's probably some ADD stuff <laughs> oh, <I feel laughs> to that. that. You know, my reward system is probably a little messed up, but <laughs> it's just, I don't know. The world is scary enough. Right. You got to live your life. You don't want to be when it's all said and done. If you even, if you're even lucky enough to have a moment of reflection, to have regret on not doing things, right? But now right. that doesn't mean that you get to do everything. You know, right. I, I've got a two-year-old now who is my whole life. He is my best friend, my buddy. And, you know, you always hear parents say, well, you got to make sacrifices, you know, if you want to be a good parent. And I, I would tell myself, oh, I do that. I, you know, I, I work um, part-time and then with the podcast that kind of helps financially. But 
I was like, well, I'm doing that so I can spend more time with my kid. But then I started realizing like, well, no, instead of watching like the show I want to watch, I need to spend that time with him when he has something, you know, and you start to, and then that came down to eventually me really kind of stepping away from improv, stepping away from television, giving up on some other dreams I had so where I could focus in on being an apparent, but also focus in on this podcast because I think right. this is ultimately what my legacy or will lead to whatever my legacy um, will be. So that was another reason why you and I hit it off is because I hope I don't make this sound as, as cheesy as it's kind of coming in my head, but we see the path of where we want this to go, right? Whenever I'm talking about the in-between, I'm like, it's it's a podcast now, but where I want this is is bigger. You know, it's it's a community. It's it's you know, talking, it's um talk show, who knows, or or keynote speeches, it's a book, it's this, it's that. So um and it's fun to dream big. Sometimes I feel honestly, I I don't feel silly or naive or immature often every once in a while because someone will say something you know maybe i'll let it get to me a little bit here or there but ultimately i love it the sky's the limit and i have taken that fear of the unknown the fear of not having a plan so i was an only child there wasn't many kids in my life so i was by myself with a dachshund that might explain a lot of my personality traits but that's <laughs> that <laughs> but i i was always a dreamer and first of course it started off just being like magical and imagination but it just turned into what could i achieve what could i do with my life and it was always something grandiose um and it was you know kind of finding your path what does that look like you know went to college then i thought okay oh, i got to get a job i got to go do this and i kind of got back into that cog in a wheel mentality of got to do this got to do that got to hit this milestone and then i was like wait a second these milestones are made up I create my own milestones and I started to, rather than be super afraid in a negative sense of the unknown and what could be of my life and what could be of my creativity. I was like, what, what's out there? Let me, let me, let me question this, which was like crazy because I've always been like a planner, like growing up, I was a kid. My mom took me to six flags. I was so like mm, some kind of way I'd be like, okay, well, here's the map. We're going to do the whole park this way because it makes more sense logically to go here, then here, and then there. And heaven forbid someone try to, you know, shake up my plan. I have a meltdown kind of thing. Yeah. So I like to plan everything. So the fear of the unknown and what that looks like, I've really embraced that. And it, again, I'm not anywhere near where you guys are with your podcast yet, but you know, and it's hard doing it, not having those like, immediate results. Like I think last like, a couple of weeks ago episode, I talked about like the the periods of waiting and 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 that and that brings up fear. Like, am I doing the right thing? Is this is this makes sense? So I don't know. My big thing this year has been embracing the fear, embracing the unknown, and honestly, it has not failed me yet. This episode of the Real Hauntings, Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey y'all, it's Noah Daniels, and oh boy, I just got my box of Wild Grain bread and pasta. My whole family has been so excited to dive in. We started with a sourdough, and it was amazing. If you're looking to make Mother's Day brunch planning easier or just looking for a great gift for your mom, you've got to check out Wild Grain. Order before May 6th to get your box in time for Mother's Day. Wild Grain is is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. The next thing up for us to try is the biscuits with our breakfast. And you can now fully customize your wild grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. 
You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgreen.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash hauntings. That's wildgrain.com slash hauntings. Or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Yeah, I think it's important. And also, you know, something that I know you believe in too, is like, you have to take care of your mental health because Mm -hmm. if that is falling behind, everything else is going to suffer from it. Um, During the pandemic, I discovered therapy and Lexapro (laughs) and um, all those things really have helped me as well to feel a little more grounded and balanced. Um, But yeah, I, I think one big thing, and you touched on this is always asking yourself, like, what is my purpose of doing this? What are my bigger goals? And knowing it's okay to think about those big goals and put them out in the world, even to like, you know, talk about them on your podcast and and whatnot. One, you never know who's going to hear it. Right. You never know who can help you moving forward. But also, I think it's just important for, and I say you, I don't, <laughs> I don't necessarily mean you, but like you, the listener, um, to believe in yourself that things things can become a possibility because they're going to happen to somebody. Right. Um, and if, if, even if they don't happen, at least go on the journey and odds are you're going to be better for it regardless. Ex- I was about and to you, say, you exactly. Know. Like even if, if chances are, it's not where you thought you're going to end up, you are going to end up in a, in a great place. That's perfect for you. Like pursue those interests, pursue those dreams really like don't hold yourself back even if it seems like no one else around you has the same idea there's nobody in my circle at least before i met you that even like thought about starting a podcast oh that's cool like whatever and it's a little it's unnerving you know what i mean so embrace embrace the grandiose embrace the ambition and embrace i think i said in grace embrace the <laughs> in grace i think i made up a new word there <laughs> um Embrace your allegiance. I pledge, (laughs) you know, just find that inner theater kid and go after it, you know, be obnoxious in that sense. Yeah. I think probably the thing that I struggle with the most is that I want to feel some purpose of being validated by breaking through the zeitgeist of like the podcast community, entertainment, whatever. And I've I've sniffed that a couple of times. I mean, look, I'm very happy with the success we've had on the podcast, but especially with like TV stuff and things like that, I had a potential opportunity 
right before the pandemic, or, or I'm sorry, it was when the pandemic had kind of initially started and everybody thought it'd last a couple months, you know, like maybe four right. months. I had an opportunity to potentially um, work for the Food Network on a barbecue show. And oh. it was to the point where the producer or the casting producer and I were like texting each other like baby pictures, you know, oh, wow. like okay. things had gone really well and it seemed like I was going to get it. And then summer was canceled yeah. <laughs> and the show was never made, you know, so and I, I tell that story to say, yeah, there are unicorns that can start something and just shoot right to the top. But for most of us, it takes a lot of hard work and you have to know there are going to be stumbles along the way. So, you know, one thing to ask yourself when those stumbles start happening and this is kind of a tangent from what I was originally talking about, but that really are moments where you're going to learn, is this something? Is this the thing I really want to pursue? Mm-hmm. Um, and if it is, don't let those stumbles hold you back. Grow from them, learn from them, yes. try to make new connections from them. Yep. You know, they're, they're always, especially once you get into like this atmosphere of creativity, it really is surprising how many people are just looking for other people to help them move forward and, and they'll help you move forward in turn. So that's another big thing, you know, and, and I think this goes for any kind of job or anything. It's just who can I help and who can help me? And then can I work yes. together with those people to further whatever my goal is? And I, and I do consider myself a bit of a Slytherin and I'm realizing that sounds like a very <laughs> Slytherin-esque methodology, but I'm not saying you have to be a jerk and like sly about it. I mean, you can be upfront about it. You know, I mean, it's... It's networking, you know, yeah, in a sense. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think you're being slimy at all because that's, to me, networking, I know this is like a, I'm, I'm kind of shortchanging with the term networking, but networking gets a bad rep in the sense of it's like, we were asking for a handout. It's like, well, no, I'm not. It's like, how I can help you. You can help me. We're going to help each other. Yeah. Um, But that's also, I, I am, I don't want to say shock. That's a little dramatic, but I'm very surprised by how many people are super uncomfortable with even doing that. And I'm sure that's part of the whole fear thing. So maybe fear is just putting yourself out there in any capacity. So from somebody like, so Noah, you being painfully shy and now look at you, you've got how many, you said how many downloads you get a a month? Uh, About 30,000 a month. So you get 30,000 strangers. Well, not including me and Kat and JJ (laughs) listening to your podcast, the painfully shy just following the path, doing what was he thought was expected of him is now put himself out there, has a badass podcast with such a cool concept that there's nothing else out there like it. I mean, I don't know if you, I know you kind of already went into your, your story, but if you could if you could give any advice to your younger self or that version of you in high school, what would it be? Stop. Can we cuss on this? Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, OK. Stop giving a fuck. Just stop. Find those avenues of enjoyment and embrace them. You know, I, what I would have loved to have done as a child is to go to some kind of, you know, summer camps, anywhere that I could have gotten different experiences than I was getting in rural Mississippi to learn what else was out there to better navigate my life once I did get older. Once I got into college, I could have studied arts instead of psychology, which, look, I'm grateful for my psychology degree, but. <laughs> I'm not using it. Um, (laughs) You know, it's just, it's like, I thought I had to be on this exact path because there was one path to success and it was the one that was being dictated to me. And I wasn't good at that path. Now I have managed to carve out a life for myself that works. And 
I'm still living part of that old life. So where I can live the new life. And that's just, it's just the way it worked out. And that's okay. Yeah, there are people totally. that have it, you know, way worse. So I, I'm not, you know, that's fine. And that's part of life too. But yeah, my younger self is just believing yourself, quit being so hard on yourself about things that don't really matter in the grand scheme of thing. You know, I, um, I was like a late bloomer. I didn't really get my first girlfriend until I was like 18 uh, you know, everything was like a little later, but I think it was because I was stuck in the stunted shyness of trying yeah. to navigate a world that was too adult for a young person. I had to grow up really fast. And I yeah. think that stunted my growth in other areas. Um, mm. I mean, I had friends and stuff, so it's not like I was like some troll yeah. kid, you know, I wasn't Harry Potter <laughs> locked in the closet, but, um, but yeah, it's just, I, I think there's so much time lost worrying about everybody else it can create so much anxiety worrying about that failure what do i look like what do, you know who who am i trying to appease it, it, when in reality there's really attainable goals out there it's just a matter of putting one foot in front of the other Absolutely. trying things out trying mm. things out trying things out and then things will start to stick and then you start to see your friend group change a little bit and you start meeting people and being in rooms you had no business being in and 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 you know something we haven't really touched on but it's on the same theme is imposter syndrome that oh, is gosh. something i really struggled with once i did start having a little success and i still consider what's happening now a little success but it is oh, imposter yeah. syndrome you oh, know i talk and about it, that a lot on here so you're in the right place sir <laughs> yeah and i mean and that's a real thing that if you can turn that imposter syndrome to Hey, guess what? Everybody else feels like that in here too. Right. You know, that's the big secret. And so once true. you get to know some of these people that are way above where you are, you start to realize, oh, they're kind of the same as mm. I am. You know, they've had, they've got talent, I'm sure, but they've had some nice breaks along the way and they've been able to ride that to where they are. And that's all any of us really want, right? It takes some right. talent, takes a lot of hard work and it takes a break. And then it's kind of what you do with it from there. Um, exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. I apologize. I can get a little long winded. No, I loved all of that. I was like just thinking that was a message that I needed for myself. I think just just the reminder of, you know, it takes time and it takes effort. And not that I was in denial of that. Everything that you're saying, we also live in the world of instant gratification, which I think also really plays into that, too. But imposter yeah. syndrome is something that I'm pretty certain I'm going to always deal with, because as soon as you accomplish one goal, you're going to have a new goal, right? There's new stakes. There's a higher there's higher stakes. It's new ambitions. It's new dreams, new goals, blah. So it's like imposter syndrome 2.0, 3.0. So but to your point, you're right. Like we're all on the same journey in the sense of we're all kind of faking it out here, like figuring things out, trying new things. And we can't give you the scientific method. I can't give you the one plus one equals two way of saying this. But when you focus on something, you start your path one foot in front of the other, things do happen. They do. Sometimes they happen really quick and you boom, 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 you got some pops. Then maybe you have a lull. But stick with it. And I think that's the hardest part. So I really liked what you said earlier about, you know, pay attention to things that, that ignite you, that like light you up, that, that give you this sense of, I need like this drive. Um, because in those moments when it is hard, when you're only getting 30 downloads an episode or this or this, or life's just beating you up and you're like, okay, I gotta go record this podcast that only like a couple of people listen to. It's hard, but 
because that passion is there and ultimately the dream is there and, and where I want to go. It's what gets me up and, you know, each day kind of thing. Yeah, but no, for sure. It, it helps push you. So I don't know. As much as I talk about mental health and this or this or being overwhelmed, having this podcast as my creative outlet, I didn't realize how much I needed that. So I also feel like everyone needs a creative outlet. And, you know, maybe it's take this episode for you to question maybe what it, what does that look like? You know? Yeah. And, you know, it's I, I think you're very much on the right path. I have, like I said, co-hosted with a lot of people and I, I love them all. But some people are just better at it than others. And so it's always a delight to have you on and and even see you take the, uh, I was going to say the stick. I don't know. Do people say that? Uh, take the wheel and, and drive <laughs> yeah, and drive the podcast um, because you've got a natural intuition into interviewing and curiosity, which is a lot of fun too. And I think being curious, th- th- that's one thing that I've always had is a big curiosity with life. Yeah. You know, why, 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 why? Same. Why, why am I here? Um, why yeah. am I existing? I remember being like five years old, having an existential crisis. What <laughs> is me? What is this? Why? Who am I? Yeah. I remember that. I actually was just talking about to, to my husband the other day. And he's like, Liz, I think everybody, everybody feels that. I was like, really? Huh. You have an I don't existential know, crisis at yeah. five years old? Maybe it's we like, all don't, are. <laughs> you seem pretty calm, sir. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, it's yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of joy to be pulled out of life. It's just, I, I have always had this belief and I mean, this is a little more morbid, but even if you're lucky enough to live a hundred years and let's say 85 to 90 of those are pretty great. I still think that's a pretty short life. Oh uh, yeah. It's a blip. And, 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 you know, there are a lot of people that feel the other way and, 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 Bless them because that must be a much more comfortable mental place to be. <laughs> uh, because I would love to get a lot of do overs and really see how far I can push this thing, you know. But I'm where I am. I'm I'm learning to be satisfied with the good things that have happened. That's a hard thing for me. But I also think that's a reason that I have found success in some avenues because. It is really hard for me to be satisfied with accomplishments. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is, is just, you know, fuck what everybody else says. Do yeah. the thing you've got to do. Now, don't hurt other people. And no, what you don't. Have to do. You're not but, condoning that. <laughs> yeah. But be productive. And we live in a time and we have for a while where you can pretty much find out how to do anything you want to do. You know, it's a matter of sitting down and taking in that information, which is somebody that has ADD, I find really hard sometimes, which it's like you, maybe it helps me a lot more when I can find somebody who's doing the thing and then be willing to say, okay, do these five things and it'll make your life a lot easier. Yes. I need, that's what you have done for me. And so in such like a huge capacity, I, I, I probably, I'm one of those people with my ADD that I have to make my to-do list like every day. And I will tell you most of the time, it's the same thing from the day before because I don't know. I just can't focus to save my life. But in terms of like the podcast, it being like my baby, right? And where I want to go and grow, you'd think I would be eat, sleep, breathing, you know, shitting everything, this podcast, but I can't because ADD, it's too much. It's not the way it works. And for me, I find comfort in the chaos. And I think a lot of that, I think a lot of comedians do. Um, even when I start to get comfortable, I just create more chaos. Now that has really tamed down the older I've gotten, but it's still a part of my DNA. So it's like, that's something uh, I think else that is really important. 
is really getting to know yourself. Yes. Ask yourself the hard questions, even the ones you don't want to answer, because guess what? You're the only one that's hearing those questions. Absolutely. And I will say a hard truth is, and you may discover this through therapy or self-work or whatever, I guess that's kind of the same thing. You may start to get the answer to those questions. You may start to even know why you do the things you do that <gasps> impact you negatively. And guess what? That still doesn't fix everything. And you may <laughs> still do those negative things, but at least you know why. And hopefully over time, you can uh, make those more productive parts of your life. But, you know, it's just part of getting older. I'm in my mid thirties now. And I think that's a, I think it's very normal to question a lot of things as you go through your thirties, as you look back at kind of what really feels like this big gap of time yeah, where you have had your origin story, right? you know, and a lot of people have a lot of different stories to tell, um, which is why I love interviewing them and getting as much of it as I can out of it. So, well, the people that you interview definitely have interesting backgrounds, like such a, yeah. such a variety, <laughs> like some very tragic, some holy shit, are you okay, sir? And some like, wow, that's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to say that you were talking about earlier is just, you know, having to be comfortable and okay with like your accomplishments and satisfied with that and and the pace of what it's going. But I mean, the growth journey you were on, I think is so impressive and sure it would have been nice if it happened 10 years ago or 15, 15, 20 years ago, but it's what led you to who you are right in this moment. And you're pretty freaking awesome. And the success shows. So, you know, maybe you wish you were somewhere in a different place sooner in your life, but I also feel like you are going to be more rewarded and see more success now because you've done the self-work. And I just think self-work is so important. So I'm really glad that you talked about even your own frustrations, but also highlighted that because I talk about that a lot. Self-love, self-worth. If you don't love yourself, things are going to be a lot harder for you because yeah. loving yourself is what allows you to forgive yourself. Like you were saying, like you go to therapy, you learn these things, you learn how your behaviors work, what, what triggers it, what's this. And guess what? You're still going to spiral sometimes. You're still yep. going to negative self talk. You're still going to be an asshole to yourself sometimes, but you bounce back quicker. You recognize it easier. You emotionally regulate quicker. You get back to ground zero versus, you know, a thousand feet in the air. So yeah. I really appreciate your insight. Um, it was cool to get a different side of you in the sense of, you know, just the vulnerability and your origin story, as you said, um, as you so epically said. <laughs> so I appreciate that because I think this was a really good conversation of, hey, you can always change. You can always grow. If you're not happy with who you are, if you think there's more out there, start questioning it and pursue that path. So, but yeah. I do have a request for you um, because okay. you're such a spooky guy and you have such a spooky podcast. I feel like I'd be giving my listeners a disservice if you didn't share. I don't know if you have any, if you want to share your personal, like the one that made you start the real hauntings. I don't know if you have any recent stories. Do you feel like somebody's following you now that you've done 150 something episodes? <laughs> um, yeah. So of course, there are a lot of stories to share from the podcast, uh, from people that have been on. Up until recently, I had only had one experience that I, I, I'm still not sure. If, I, I know I have the memory. I know there are other people that have the memory. So I guess somewhat logically, it must have happened. But I'll give you a very <laughs> short version of that story because I want to jump into what happened over uh, Halloween in Vegas. Oh, gosh. But, but basically, the, the short version of that story is... Um, at my friend's house, I was 12. We played hide and go seek with him and his sister. 
Uh, and her friend that were a couple years younger than us, like maybe a year or two younger than us. And the version we played, you turned off all the lights in one room. Person was it. They tried to find the people that were hiding and you could kind of jump out and scare them. What, you know, we're oh, kids. God. And so <laughs> I was, <laughs> yeah, so I was, uh, I was it. I came in and I saw one of them run across the room, kind of like, you know, once your eyes adjust at dark, yeah. you can kind of see a little better. Absolutely. And so I was going to be a jerk and I went, aha, and like was going to hit him with my arm to like tag him or whatever. And my arm went right through them. <gasps> and there, there, quote, <laughs> quotation marks, uh, turned their head around and looked at me. And it looked like a Jawa from Star Wars with little reflective eyes. We all screamed. We all ran uh, out of the room. Uh, off on the lights in the other room and never talked about it again. Fast forward. <laughs> 15, 20 years, I asked my friend about it. He was like, yeah, I think about it all the time. I talk about <laughs> it with my sister all the time. So, Oh my God. So that was kind of the, that's the first episode of Real Hauntings, Real Ghost Stories. Um, um, okay. But, Never played hide and seek again. Got it. Yeah. Um, but, so I say that to say that a couple of weekends ago, my wife and I went to Vegas for the When We Were Young Music Fest. Oh, that was epic, I bet. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun. And we went to the one that was over Halloween weekend. So we got there Thursday. That Thursday night, we went to Fremont, had a lot of fun. That Friday night, we went to the Palms to a Halloween party. It was 80s and 90s theme costume party. We both dressed up as Beetlejuice, killer oh, costumes. Nice. We love cosplaying. So we did like the paint on our face, you know, everything. And then we went back. And of course, we had drank and had fun as adults do at a Halloween party. In Vegas. Well, in <laughs> Vegas. Yeah, of course. And so we were staying at Mandalay Bay, which, of course, you know, has its own trauma um, from not too long ago. Um, yeah. And went went to bed. Um, I am a notorious light sleeper. And in full disclosure, I have had sleep paralysis a couple of times. I've only ever seen a spider drop down from the ceiling. It rarely happens anymore. But um, yeah, wow. so I woke up in the middle of the night and it was like three in the morning. I looked over and to my surprise, there was a little boy staring right back at me. And he was clearly not alive. Oh! I mean, he was not in full color. <laughs> But he wasn't completely gray either. It was like a tone of gray, I guess I would call it. And he was just staring at me. And he was not dressed from our era. Um, okay. That was clear. And he was from an older generation. Uh, looked weathered. Um, I was just staring. And we made eye contact. And oh my I... God. My first thought was, this must be sleep paralysis. <gasps> so I closed my eyes as hard as I could. <laughs> <laughs> rolled over and then i realized well i can't roll over during sleep paralysis so what the fuck is going on <laughs> and so i rolled back over and i said it's not going to be there when i open my eyes this is just like some weird i'm still dreaming kind of thing oh no and he was still there <gasps> i was like what the fuck and yeah. so i was really starting to panic and i closed my eyes again and then I looked back at him and I can still see all of this in my mind's eye because it was so recent. Um, and it's like all I've been thinking about recently. But oh my um, gosh, open my eyes again, thinking, OK, must be gone. I'm just, you know, late night, whatever. And now a very fatherly figure is standing behind him with his hand on his shoulder from the same era that this kid is from. Also doesn't look alive, looks very weathered, not completely in color more of like a gray tone oh my god 
And my first thing I wanted to do was shit the bed, but I didn't yeah. think my wife would appreciate that. She is a full-on skeptic, so I knew there would not be fruitful to wake her up. Um, <sighs> so I did, as many people on the podcast have stated, which I never fully understood until this moment, I rolled over, closed my eyes, pulled the covers over my head, and went to sleep. <laughs> and I always thought that was a strange or interesting response to a very traumatic moment. But I felt like a little kid being scared by ghost. And that's what happened. It was very clear to me that, and I didn't see him again after that. It was very clear to me that they weren't there to harm me. I felt like a fish in an aquarium. They were just there. Um, And on a recent episode, we kind of talked about this on the podcast. And I had on um, another frequent guest co-host. Her name is Catherine. She is a medium that has been on a lot. And she told me that, she was getting a very 1850s Mormon vibe from these spirits. And I was like, holy shit, completely Mormon, 100% the way they were dressed. Um, Interesting. And and it's that is also a very spooky thing as somebody who didn't grow up believing in psychics or mediums. And I will say we have had a decent amount on the podcast and not all of them do I put, you know, stock into, but... There are some that uh, will say things to guests and the guests will just start crying instantly, like Whoa. saying, like, did your dad, was he a heavy drinker and would he crush beer cans after he would drink each can? And was it Bud Light? And the guest just starts crying instantly oh, because, geez. you know, things that they couldn't know, even if they scoured the Internet about the right. guest. Um so yeah, that uh, that really creeped me out. Um, I, I'm creeped I, out, and yeah. I didn't even happen to me, so that's great. <laughs> yeah, and I, I keep seeing it in my head, and I don't know what to do with that. So um, yeah, and I I'm not like a real spooky person. I, I'm not like a goth looking person. No, you're pretty, not. <laughs> pretty normal looking dude. I, I love sneakers. I've got a huge sneaker collection. I love fashion. Um, I, I, you know, I have grown to really enjoy the supernatural community. And now I have a lot of friends or, you know, a handful of like people I consider friends from that community who are like very quote unquote goth, spooky, what have you. But that's not really my road that I walk. And to have something that felt truly undeniable happen, I don't know what to make of it. So. Yeah, if you enjoyed that story, tune in to more Real Hauntings. I was about to say, Noah, on that note, I mean, I'm hanging by a thread. I'm sure everyone else is. So where can they, where can everyone find you? Where can they listen? Sure. So you've heard us refer to the podcast as Real Hauntings. That is the name of the podcast. For search purposes, the full name is Real Hauntings, Real Ghost Stories, because when we first started the podcast to help trick the SEO and the search engines and whatnot. I needed something to give us an edge over other ghost podcasts. So we kept that in, but you know, you found the right podcast when you see the little ghost wearing headphones with the blue background. <laughs> um, that is real hauntings, but pretty much you can just type real hauntings into any podcast search engine and it should be, you know, one of the first ones that pop up. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Hauntings Podcast. That's an easy way to get to our link tree. Uh, We do post on both of those. We post on Instagram every week. TikTok is kind of here and there. We use it more for booking purposes, but we do have content on there and I'm starting to push more content out as things go. Um, And you can always email us at realhauntingspodcast at gmail.com. But any of those sources, email, Instagram, TikTok, if you want to come on and share your ghost story, please reach out. People will wait 
over a year to let me know they want to come on the podcast and I will literally book them that week to come on. So you hear that people what? come on. Yeah. Come Guess on. what guys, not everybody has ghost stories. So it's a huge help when you reach <laughs> out and say, I have a ghost story. Uh, I am very appreciative of that. And yeah, it's opened up a whole new world for me. It's a delight. My big dream is to be able to tour the podcast because I do love doing live comedy, live interviews. We've gotten a taste of that recently at a ghost convention in Atlanta. So that was kind of fun. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, I, I've never um, seen that. Yeah, that that so that's that's the direction I want to take things. But honestly, wherever it goes from here, I'm just going to keep pushing forward. Uh, I love getting to meet people like you and have new friends to also pull for in this crazy wild west world of podcasting i fully believe if your parents still don't know what the entertainment medium is then there's opportunity there to get in it and make absolutely absolutely podcasting so hard like i've read so many statistics that people give up like after six or seven episodes so there you may see things that say there's a million podcasts but guess what how many active podcasts are there so come on join us we need more friends at least i do (laughs) (laughs) no i'll take them too for sure Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on, Noah. Um, would love to have you come back. I'm sure we can get into some very existential, deep life questions. Um, sure. f- episode title, why? And we'll just go from there. Right? Right. Enjoy that spiral. <laughs> um, well, anyways, thank you all for listening. Again, you can check out Noah, the Real Hauntings podcast, Real Hauntings, Real Stories. And um, I'll make sure to link all your good stuff, your social media and your podcast links in the show notes. So without further ado... Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time. I'm your host, Elizabeth Cheney, and this is the In-Between Podcast. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.